are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. This is episode 184. Today's guest is photographer Dusty Kessler. Dusty is best known for his work with G-Eazy, Walk the Moon, Miguel, and Mod Sun. Today, Dusty calls us from G-Eazy's house where he's been quarantined for the past six weeks, and we discuss how they've been staying creative during this pandemic. We also talk about what it's like creating content for Budweiser at the Super Bowl. Dusty has worked the past two years for them and shares how he was able to create a dream team that could help him deliver high-end content in a quick amount of time. We discussed this and so much more, but first I wanted to let you know about the other two interviews that we dropped today. On episode 182, we have director Tony Ascenda, who gives some crazy behind-the-scenes looks at how he created his hit Netflix series, American Vandal, and the opportunity to direct three episodes on the FX series, Dave. And on episode 183, we have producer Andrea Savadera, aka produced by Dre, who shares some really cool stories behind her latest work on Post Malone's Circles music video, as well as her Travis Barker, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne's Give Me Brain music video. Make sure to download those episodes on whatever podcast platform you're listening to so you can check those out whenever you want. But if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you are probably wondering, what the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. We are stoked for you to hear this interview today, but before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our new second channel that we just created on YouTube called the BWNC Podcast Highlights. We upload some of the best, most jam-packed, educational, and entertaining moments from each episode and give them to you packed with B-roll and behind-the-scenes content. And without farther ado, I bring to you my episode with Dusty in the most epic podcast intro ever created, right motherfucking now! The past podcast guest, Dusty Kessler's in the house. Hey, what's up? Fool, how are you? Hey, we're, we're back, man. I want to see you in person, though. I, I hate to do it like this, but it's always a pleasure to join you. Uh, you're such an incredible host. Man, thank you thank for you, having dog. me back. No, I appreciate that. Um, I, so de- you, everyone should obviously listen to the, the past episode. There's, there's tons of value in that. Right now, quarantine. You've been locked in at Jeezy's house for like the last seven weeks. Yeah, Just, bro. It's it's been crazy. Like times times flying though. But uh, it's it's been a really good time to to reflect and you know just you know take care of your friends. And I'm I'm here with some really good people, and we've been cooking up a bunch and just uh, just hanging. Yeah, hanging I know. You, you said you're working on the cookbook. Like, I, if hopefully. You, Hopefully, Everyone man. needs to follow Dusty on Instagram if you want to just have the craziest food porn you've ever seen. Because this dude is cooking up the entire. Cr- is everyone eating this food? Like you're making everyone food every uh, night. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the the in home in home chef over here, man. It's insane. But, the food is it looks so good, bro. But when we were before we we got into this, you were talking about how you kind of find the um, similarities between cooking similar to like yeah. the way you do your photos. Yeah, stuff. it's it's kind of weird. Like the the more I've been cooking in the quarantine it's like i find so many similarities between how i take photos or like edit a video project and like putting all those elements and pieces or ingredients together and you know editing and so you have the final product that's hopefully good it right. tastes good and looks good it looks fine. Um, so it's it's been really fun even though that's i haven't been doing like a ton of my regular work right. um 
it's a good it's a good creative distraction to keep your mind like you know it's all about timing you know everything just um so it's it's good i'm gonna keep it going after the quarantine though for sure right okay so with with being trapped in the house and you guys are obviously hanging out and jobs have stopped you you were just telling me that you've worked on some stuff with g well obviously you're living with him so what what have you guys been working on fortunate fortunately i've you know been been living with g and he's had some um you know some press obligations and and stuff that he has to do you know because like the whole industry is like pretty much got turned on its end like right how we approach work now is completely different um and there's been some opportunities for for us to shoot some stuff here at his house uh, we just did a thing for esquire that just came out oh that's um, dope just a little like tour of the house um that's on that's on their website and i think it might be on their instagram too but uh we shot another little thing for complex that hasn't come out yet um just in his in his closet complex closets um and hopefully there's a couple more coming yeah, out right. the way so well that's dope that you've been able to find people opportunities are, people are having to find new ways to to put out that that content um you know and fortunate enough i've been here with you know uh another one of our another one of g's artists uh cosi and uh we shot we shot some uh stuff for him too for we shot basically shot a visualizer just went out one night uh shot a visualizer for his uh uh new music oh that's uh, dope his new his new single g so it's been good bro um yeah there's advantages to living with an artist (laughs) you know what i mean for them and for you yes for real that's pretty convenient and uh yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going even after after the quarantines. I mean, hopefully it's almost up now. So shit, I know we'll never uh, know, bro. Just gotta stay creative, bro. We gotta stay positive. That's facts. Um, all right, so I think something good that we could talk about on this would be, um, the Super Bowl because two years ago I went down there with EA. You were down there with Budweiser. They were both partnered on the event together, so we got to like bop yeah. around and have some fun. Big collab. Uh, some big collabing right there. <laughs> Uh, some big FAA violations right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll, that's that's for another podcast. That is for another podcast. We'll talk about that later. But um, how long have you worked with Budweiser? Was that have you done two years now with them at the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, technically. Um, so so it's interesting because Bud. I think we may have talked about this before. Budweiser and Bud Light use completely different entities for advertising and how mm. they produce events. So really the two years that i've seen you in well the first year uh two years ago was in atlanta right uh and then this previous year in miami um i was technically working uh it's the super bowl so there's all these parties involved you know so many like cooks in the kitchen and it's like mainly my job is with bud light which is still an AB, you know, InBev company. Right. But um, even, but it was kind of funny because I was more or less like double dipping. I was doing some stuff for Budweiser and Bud Light, or at least like I was down there at the same time they were. Fire. Um, and that's what, I mean, that's what you got to do. So I was doing some events with Budweiser, some events with Bud Light. Um, people might think that they're the same company, but they're really not. And the right. advertising dollars are spent completely different. Um, so 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I def, definitely no, yeah. So, track, so, track so, so. But how you spent? You've worked with them the last two years. Yeah, and it's been it's been great. Um, and now you know things are changing a little bit. Um, so we'll see. And I, I've done other events for for Bud Light as well. Like they used to have a program, or might still they still do have a program. Who basically post one is the face of the dive bar tour. Right, right, right. Um, so I've I've shot a bunch of those. I've shot G's, I shot John Mayer's dive bar tour. Um, was supposed to do one in Vegas with Gaga that got canceled, but she was the original person to to start that program. Wow, that's and it crazy! Was, it was a hit. Yeah, um, but you were so, so, you, so you did that prior to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and so oh, that's yeah. kind that's, of what. I mean, that's so those smaller those smaller jobs that were like one offs basically like the their program called dive bar tour which led me to you know going down to the super bowl and working for a major brand right that's fire so when you went down there what are some of the objectives that they're giving you and like what what is your job because i think when we were down there the first year yeah you had had, had a small team i had well you know in a lot of these scenarios and situations, it's like you wish you could, you know, have the resources. Like I could have used a team of five people, you know, mm-hmm. me, photo, me, like, you know, my dream team would have been like uh, two photographers, uh, two videographers, and then one person doing all the intake. And right. the uploads, and potentially another person remotely doing edits. Right. You know, but you know, that's all like dream items. You know, <laughs> it ended up just me being me and my boy Eric Maldin, and uh, you know, we just ran it. You know, right. I was I was shooting hybrid, I was shooting photo and video. He was shooting mostly video, and then he was doing the edits at night. Right. And I and was you- like, well, this is taxing, but you know, it's. You know, we we crushed it, so that's why they invited us down for the like this year, in January. Right. There's something about being able to put in, put you in have, the hours. Yeah, you have to work with like you know the odds were stacked against us. Clearly, you know we could have used we could have used way more way more people. Um. So, I don't know. What are you in the living room? <laughs> I'm on a Zoom meeting right now. <laughs> He's like chilling in the living room. People were just. It sounds like you're still like near and dear to the kitchen. Uh, yeah. when, when you when you go down there, I guess what what were outside of limitations from people? It's kind of like who's setting the standard of what your deliverables are because it, for this it was I a mean, concert. Yeah, it's it was kind of great because they gave us a lot of creative freedom. There wasn't like you have to, you know, you know. There's some things that we have to use, like we have to include, you know, this logo, like the EA logo or the Super Bowl Music Festival logo or some type of Bud Light stuff, because um, it's it's three nights the event, so and each night is is pretty much sponsored by somebody else, so that changes from night to night how we approach you know, a job, you know, and, and people should, should think about, I guess, think about that. Um, if you have a multiple day shoot, how to keep things like either consistent or keep you know, uh, change, change it as you needed the assets right? Um, and make sure that's all done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so for this, for people who don't know, it's, so it's EA's 
festival that one of the, the liquor one, one of the, the alcohol companies is, is the EA. EA's yeah. night and then there's EA like Bowl. two other nights. Yeah, so there's it's basically a long term a three day festival with artists I mean what post Malone there was like rock bands, there was like Migos oh, yeah. and shit. I mean this year this this year I did um who do we have this year? We had Guns N' Roses, it's Snoop. Um last year we had uh or the year before that was Aerosmith and Post um were some of the big ones. We had Khaled this year. Um, and everybody, you know, the baby yeah. came out, got in the crowd, was crowd surfing, was Crazy. insane. Did, you gotta so, show that, show that photo. Did um, you, uh, did you, did when you guys planned for, so for year two, you, you were able to have more people, right? Did you, you I was able, th- yes. Like I, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I told them that I wanted to make the team a little bit bigger this year. <laughs> and, yeah. and that, that meant I could bring one more person. Shit. You know, where obviously this is like a high end client. They're working with high end clientele, but still, I need my, I need my team, mm-hmm. and and I, I wanted to lighten the workload a little bit on myself, take a step back, and be more of the creative director of the project, rather than just be shooting and then back to edit, back to shooting, back to edit, because we would we would have to deliver, maybe ten fifteen minutes after everyone's set. Right, and you're you're talking about some of the nights like the hip hop night or whatever. Usually, they usually they'll do one night of just like all rap, and I think that's the EA like last year with the EA and this year same. Right, but you could have had maybe seven or eight artists come out in 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 an hour, so you know you're running back and forth between your little office and in the back of the arena, where you're cramped up with a bunch of other people doing the same thing like a festival um trying to get your bangers it, 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 yeah trying to trying to get it off quick so then they could send it to press or whether they can so the other teams that i work with are going to send it to uh like the artist directly and that's so let me ask too. you this so, so I when you that, yeah i brought beth down with me uh, uh that was year, that was your that third was person what's that beth was your third person yeah, she was my she was my third shooter. She uh she was absolutely killed it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So it was me and her mostly doing photo, and then uh, well I was doing some photo and video again, but she light it. It's just a diversifying the workload. Right. That's great, and and that's her bag anyways. You know she knows the festival circuit so well, and a lot of these uh other artists. So yeah, it was she, it was great. That with. With this type of, you know, quick turnaround, what what's some advice that you could give to creators who are out there shooting for events whenever that happens again um, to plan and strategize so that you can get what you need accomplished? Maybe like a, a suggestion for people who are a one-man band and then people yes. that are working in teams. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, so many years I was on the road doing these edits or like on tour or doing a festival by myself. I didn't have the means or the, the clients really to or you know the budget to put a team together which is fun anyway i mean why not work with your friends and and put them on too but uh always stay you know staying organized and uh you know having a plan ahead of time they don't just go into it blind like a lot of these festivals now are so strict on their policies so you have to figure out like okay how am i going to navigate this like maybe i should take a look at the map more 
you know, maybe I should figure out, you know, this person's set times and maybe reach out to those artists ahead of time, even if you're not working for them directly and be like, hey, I'm going to be there, be expecting photos from me. Even if they don't respond to you, it doesn't mean they didn't see it. Mm. Because it could just be a, a reminder, you know, reaching out to right. the publicist, reaching out to, you know, whoever. Everyone's information is out there. Even just sending an Instagram DM, you know, say, make it personal. Yeah. And I think I think people are oftentimes very receptive to that. Well, and um, you and never just, know. Just being organized. Yeah, because you never know when, you know, you by you messaging someone in their camp and be like, hey, I'm going to be here. I'll be shooting them already anyway. They may not have exactly. a shooter with them that day, and that becomes an opportunity. It's a very valuable thing, for sure. Just thinking ahead, thinking on your toes. I mean, I remember just, like, even if you didn't have, like, full access, like, we're, you know, most nine times out of ten for you and me, we have pretty much complete all access that we would want. Right. But, you know, people that are coming up, that's those are the things that need to do early on to 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 get to that point. Because right. next next time it comes around, they could just be like, oh, you know, we'll you know, we'll give you a full pass or whatever. Yeah. So what's what's some practices that you put into play uh, as far as like maintaining relationships with these brands? Like you've done two in a row. Obviously, you did something right in the first one that got you the invite yeah. for the second one. Who knows when the next Super Bowl is? But when you do work with these brands, what are some of the, the post steps that you take to try to secure future bags? <laughs> um, just just making sure that you keep in touch and, uh, you know, go always go a little bit above and beyond. Yeah. Not too much. Don't go overboard. Like, don't in, in terms of like because because my number one thing that I do, not just for the major brands, but for, you know, artists that I work with and shit. I always send too much, like always, mm-hmm. and that's that's not that's not always a good thing. I think a lot of people make that mistake, you know, um, make them want more. That's great. You know, it's uh, one of my you know I have mentors and stuff too, and and friends, and every time I do a shoot, like that's that's just another um, aspect of of digital photography and video, I guess. Um, you might feel the same way as like we could easily go to a show and take maybe 2000 photos easily right in a night and a festival just multiply that by the artist mm-hmm. you know we're just clicking away so i think slowing down and composing more um because that's the energy of of a festival of a live set and what we do there's always action going on so i want to capture everything and then you're spending more time in the post trying to figure out okay well how many photos am i going to send if they're not if and if they're not asking for send your five to ten selects we're just sending artists you know fat dropbox folders with like 50 or 60 images and it took me it took me a a while to train myself because we're because we're so attached to like most of everything that we shoot and you just got to like take a step back even if you send it a little bit later just like step away from the edit come back see it with fresh eyes and be like nah i'm gonna take out these 15 to 20 images and just send it right i love that that's and then put those to the side don't delete them obviously don't delete anything ever right but put those to the side and if they come back and say hey can you send us a few more you still have that that little pack to send mm-hmm. them right um, that and you, you never feel know good about it. yeah you know it's the toughest part i think that everyone struggles with is like 
you like them all maybe, but then also you get into your mindset of you well, love what, them all. What do There's they like love? Well, what do they like? What are they going to want? Do they care about this shot? Will they even want that? But I'm going to send it anyway. And I learned that when I was uh, touring with Schoolboy Q and it'd always be like, all right, I'm going to send him. At first I'm like, I just want them to know I'm good. So I'm like, just shit photos into the text messages like yo look 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 and then eventually i slowed it down to be like all right cool i don't want to take 500 photos tonight i want to take 300 let's see what i can get in 300 or or Mm -hmm. you know i mean just try not to do burst mode as often and see if i can catch it in the moment and Mm -hmm. i test myself there but really finding a way to deliver your top like 10 picks picks that you take that night or maybe it's video or whatever but absolutely it's it's a challenge it's definitely a challenge that's good advice though um when you, you know, for, for right now, strategizing, like, you're coming off of this shit and, and luckily you've had work, what are some other things that you got in the can or the future that you're planning for? Um, you know what? I mean, everything, every day is, is something, you know, something, something different. Um, like I said, obviously, I've been cooking a lot, staying creative like that. You got to keep your mind, you know, going and your creativity level high. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, I've talked to some people in the industry that think that, after all this starts to slow down and is over that we're going to see a big boom in people that need content and people that need you know services that we can that we can provide and have we're doing before so um it'll be interesting to see right i don't necessarily have you know before before not to touch too much or you know talk too much about like quarantine stuff but i had two major jobs that were canceled um and you hope that you know you can keep those relationships with people because they were one was a existing client that was um you know, a major brand that they had probably spent you know huge amounts of money to um put on this um event we were actually going to fly to Turks and Caicos for a week and shoot Fucking and that completely balling. got that got completely canned. They had flights pretty much set up ready for everything. Everything got canceled. So you hope that they have, you know, that's why you got to form the relationships because if something like this were to happen, you want them to come back to you afterwards, you know, and, and yeah, work of with them. So, no, I love um, that. You know, there's, there's also, um, on, the, on the flip side, I was supposed to do another job just days prior to that before the lockdown that was um with with an international artist who was in LA uh doing a press run and the night before everything like was like the mandatory lockdown there they emailed me at like one in the morning and said so sorry the artist has flown back uh home and we'll pick this up at a later date so I was like and that was a new person that I had never worked with before so I was already in my mind thinking okay new artists new perspective like how like how do we make that work so it's all that all that planning that goes into it behind you know it's easy enough just to follow someone around to do press interviews all day it's the same you know you know thing all day i know Um, you've been there you've been there through those interviews absolutely and they're painful yes so um (laughs) So I can only imagine how the artist feels, but it was still a new opportunity with a new artist. Um, no, that's so great. That was kind of a bummer. So you hope, you know, you to keep that connection and, you know, let them know that you're still, you're still around. 
Yeah, I mean, the most important thing here is just to keep sharpening the tool of, of your relationships that you have or had and let people know and aware that you're ready to tackle shit as soon as it's over with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. doing There's so that many outreach. resources out there. Like, now is the time to uh, to expand. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's good to take a step away, too. And, and, you know, bigger picture. Like, what do you want to do? Facts. Man. You know? Yeah, I feel that. What do you guys got planned today at the house? Uh, I think we're going to do some barbecue chicken. Uh, somebody's, we, we have a, a chef homie that that's going to come over and, and Whip it uh, up. bring some, bring, uh, some chicken. Uh, what else? Play some catch. I don't know. The How is your, you? your Cinco de Mayo, man? Man, <laughs> I got, I cook better than catch. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm saying not catch LA. I'm talking about play some catch. You guys are like playing baseball. One day I called you. You're like, yeah, yeah we're throwing the baseball around. Yeah, like, throwing the baseball around. Been been riding, uh, been riding the bike. Get, I was trying. I was on the treadmill for a second, and yeah. then I just now I'm just. Yeah, that's been the hard, the biggest up. struggle of all this shit <laughs> is that. But now I'm doing this juice shit, man. I I got but juice for the I next got, five man, days. You got you got juice. I got kale salad. Let's go. There we go. You See, know? we healthy out here. <laughs> All right, dog. Yeah. Is there anything else? Anything else we need to tell people? Um, I don't know. I don't this know if dope. you want to, you know, sign off on on any note. Just telling people to, you know, we'll we'll get through this together. And if anybody out there is seeing this and they have any, uh, any more questions or or anything that's that's pressing or, or difficult for them to figure out through these uh, through this time, definitely reach out. Um, you can, I know Ben will either put my Instagram or absolutely, or my, and then you can find my email through that. Um, um, super, super, always down to, you know, um, talk to people or help people in that way. That's why you're a legend, big dog. That is why you are yeah. a legend. Well, yeah, I appreciate you. Y'all, um, y'all stay safe you. over there. Thank you for having me, bro. It's always yeah. great to uh, speak with you for real. Pull up as soon as the shit's over with. <laughs> absolutely, bro. Miss you. All right, letter player. Miss you too. See you, man. Boom. That is it for episode 184. Huge shout out to Dusty for coming on the show. Make sure to subscribe to Black Window Cream on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and check out our other interviews that we dropped this week with produced by Dre and Tony Ascenda. If you want a chance to ask any of our future guest questions during the Q&A experience on the podcast, you can do that by going to jointhehomies.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, That shit helps us grow so much. You can also post a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram stories and let us know what some of your biggest takeaways from that episode are. We will repost the best ones. Make sure to tag at Black With No Cream on Instagram. Thank you so much for doing that. That's it for today. Enjoy the work week, people. Keep creating. And I'll see you in a few days, you bitch.